Attention all units, please stand by to copy a bolo. Bolo from Anytown PD regarding a delayed homicide. The incident occurred at 123 Any Street, Anytown, USA. No suspect or vehicle description provided. All units are requested to respond to helpsolvethecase.com for briefing. Clear Bolo, 0818 hours. Okay, so this is Christine with Solve the Case, and we are here with our virtual investigator bullpen, and um, just going to follow up on some of the cases that we've been working. We've got Lenora, uh, who is our cold case specialist on the Robert Fisher case, and we have a new virtual investigator, Maricela, and we, of course, we have um, uh, Melanie, who is here for uh, Ryan Lee's case, it's Ryan's mom, and we're going to, you know, just be talking about that and the updates. So uh, if you don't follow us on the podcast, please do uh, join us, register on the website, helpsolvethecase.com and join us as a virtual investigator. We've got, unfortunately, plenty of cases, plenty of things, plenty to do. And um, today we're, we're going to follow up and we're going to do some focus on Ryan's case. But before we do that, I kind of wanted to go over the, the current cases that we're working and just give an update. So, um, you know, just like we talked about last time on our Alexis Edwards, Edwards case, that's the homicide, the unsolved homicide out of um, Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, I haven't heard anything from Alexis's mom, but we had the issue where for whatever reason, the, the case was basically prepared and submitted for prosecution, but they're choosing not to prosecute it. Uh, from what we understand, the, the suspects have been identified. And so there's really not much work we can do um, on that case. And I reached out to the news media. We had some billboards going, uh, been in touch with the law enforcement and everything. And just it's not moving. And so there's, um, you know, short of doing some sort of embarrassing, whatever, nothing is really happening. Um, I know that uh, Alexis's mom is going to talk to an attorney, you know, sometimes that might push things forward, you know, when somebody starts inquiring, but we don't have anything on that and she hasn't been in touch with us. So I, I just assume that we're in a holding pattern on that. And speaking of holding patterns, um, uh, Rashad is not here, I guess, due to his schedule. Um, hopefully he is, you know, listening after the fact. And so that is uh, the Daniel Coleman case with the wrongful conviction. Uh, we are in a holding pattern on that because there is some determination by the, I think it was the governor, about some sort of clemency or change to uh, a parole situation. And um, while there's an assertion about the wrongful conviction, uh, we're kind of letting sleeping dogs lie at this point. And hopefully that at least something favorable will come back from that. We don't want to jeopardize the potential ruling on that. Uh, so we're going to wait for that to happen. So I, I'm uh, assuming that Rashad is going to contact us once uh, once we hear something for that, and we don't have a time frame. Um, we're hoping in the next month or so, and we just sit here with our fingers crossed. Um, Robert Fisher, we got some great publicity. Um, 
I guess, kind of disappointing. Uh, Lenora, I don't even know if you want to talk about that. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I did some interviews with the, with the press and I asked them to try to take it nationwide. I don't believe that that happened, even though he's on the FBI's 10 most wanted. Uh, I'm kind of disgusted. Um, Lenora, I don't know how you feel, but like we are at the same, the same place that we were. Uh, and the 20th anniversary has come and gone. I, I, I'm just speechless. So I don't know if you have anything to, to add, but, um, you know, or Maricela, you said that you just went through all the, <laughs> all the podcasts and all the information. And, um, I just don't know what to do at this, at this point, you know, we've, we, I think I posted something on the Facebook page about the, the Buffalo that, they're they're giving out tags or whatever to re reduce the buffalo population and i think that would be in arizona in the grand canyon i think that would be something that he would really like um and i guess they're going through application process hopefully they would be looking at those applications but i mean you followed the news more than i do i mean have you heard zip from scottsdale pd or from the fbi or anything on, on that lenora there hasn't been anything uh, you know any acknowledgement of any tips or any leads or any of those kind of things. So I think we did our best in the Arizona area. I think it was on some other local news stations. I think I saw some feedback where it was in Colorado, one of the smaller news um, stations. Oh, cool. I did. Okay. So, so I think maybe some uh, other smaller stations picked the story up that were sort of adjacent to us. But as far as, you know, national, I don't think that we got the exposure, but locally, we did so uh, and that, that and the one station was running it what 24 hours it's just it's disgusting it's just so depressing so it is it is but i feel they did a good job with their information and getting some of those details out there about you know the dog and about you know getting people interested in like hey this guy is still out there and and, and maybe making it back in people's consciousness whereas after 20 years went by they might have forgotten about him so I just, I just wish we could have gotten something like, you know, I mean, even, and maybe they got a lot of tips, uh, that something just even a blurb about, Oh, we got, we're following something, you know, coming like it, it's been crickets. And right. Or like hundreds of tips were gender given to the, yeah, FBI. there's nothing. That's Results what really bothers yes. me. There's no acknowledgement or, you know, even see anything maybe you did about from the police that you know thank you to the news stations and thank you to the public for yeah I don't wasn't expecting that sort of feedback no because that's just doesn't seem like the norm unfortunately yeah. well at least for this case I have seen it in some other cases so so anyway so I just don't have much to say Maricel if you have anything like anybody listening to the podcast if you have any ideas or you want to you know joining specifically for Robert's case um yeah I'm I'm Something I have been uh, has been coming across my mind as I've been following. I just, you know, was wandering around on the Amazon television shows and came across the missing 411 um, movie. And, you know, it just, you know, the fellow that does the Pallades fellow that does the investigations for the missing people has come across quite a few hunters that have gone missing. And I, I just wanted to kind of chase that up a bit about the areas it doesn't seem like arizona's a lot but a lot in california and the states around us and it's like 
wonder if Robert's out there hunting the hunters, you know, it's just a thought that's crossing my head. I'm like, you know, we'd like to think he sort of slipped into some other family and anonymity, but where do you go from slaughtering your family like sheep? I mean, maybe he's, he's escalated out there and, and maybe, you know, it could be responsible for some of these people that have gone missing and they can't find them or they do find them under very, very suspicious circumstances. So, well, and even if, you know, some sort of cooperation from, because, you know, we had a lot of questions, you know, in the podcast and going through the police report about, you know, that in the bar and all those people, um, even to me, just to say, okay, we got that and we ran it to the end. Like we don't even have any closure on that, that, that all of those were worked. Right. Cause that would make me feel a little better that, okay, well, you know, we searched every tow truck and I mean, and we've talked about this, you know, ad nauseum about the, the pain pills and the medication and all there's just, there's just, it's a brick wall of not even any feedback of we've done this or we've done that. And, and that is what can be so frustrating. So if you have anything you want to work it, do it, you know, redo it, I, you know, I'm please, please help us and provide any ideas because yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, reach out by the website. Um, you know, every, I had gotten a couple of tips. I sent those over, not even an acknowledgement in the email, nothing. So anyhow, um, yeah. So, uh, okay. So that was Robert. Um, then I was working on for, uh, we're just calling him Richard M Richard. I was doing his, I was asked to do his, uh, DNA and his genetic genealogy. Um, he actually turns out to be a distant cousin of mine, which was really interesting. And wow. yeah, because I, I was looking at the matches and, you know, reached out and who are you? And, and uh, actually looking for an adopted sister. And so um, trying, trying to do that. But um, we think at this point that uh, she doesn't even know she's adopted, right? Uh, so, uh, you know, using the traditional genetic genealogy um, is, is not necessarily going to help. So we're, we're checking with facilities and hospitals and requesting records and stuff like that. So we'll see what, what happens on that end. Maybe she's had children and, and um, you know, we're just looking for some good matches across the database. So, so that's been kind of fun. And um, another gentleman, um, Stephen, who, who turned out that uh, again, genetically related to me um, and uh, his mother was adopted. And I was really cool because I was able to tell him, um, here, uh, here you are, like, here's where you belong, like right in the tree. So that's, it's very heartwarming. And that's one of the things talking about how the DNA it's, it's just, it's just right there. When, when you, when you have using the genetics, it's, it's right there. So, so that's been very great and very heartwarming. So if anybody's interested in working on those cases, uh, I would welcome the help on that. Um, Again, uh, the last case that we're going to talk about before we get to Ryan's is um, Scott Madden's case. That's out of uh, Reno, Nevada. And um, thankfully, the police seem to be re-examining this. And last I talked to um, Scott's dad, um, the police 
we're going to get the expert and, and um, well, not me, but uh, uh, Scott's family was going to pay for the cell phone um, records and, and stuff, the cell phone analysis and the police, um, which is, which is great. And when they can do this because they, they, you know, use the subpoenas and all that stuff and they get their stuff lickety split um, because the criminal stuff takes precedence. Uh, they're working on getting that. Uh, so no news is good that they're working on it. And, and so that's great. Again, we've got our, our fingers crossed and we're, we're on hold until we get more information, um, from that. And, uh, we had reached out to the medical examiner and had the medical examiner, uh, review or the, sorry, not the medical examiner, the toxicologist and, um, you know, got some kind of confirmation, some new information that we wanted to research and, and we're on hold. So, you know, no news, I guess is good news. So, um, Melanie, we're going to, we're going to talk about Ryan. Um, time I talked about a lot of things, a lot of things to do. And, um, I did receive you, you were able to send me some photos and I took a glance at those and some of the questions that I had about, I didn't have time to, to, you know, those up. So everybody has access with it, but I guess I wanted to ask about where those photos came from because they're not normally like I, and, and let me, let me stop right here. So so one of the things I want to talk about, so typically when we work the cases, we have uh, an investigator and a cold case specialist. And so, so right now um, the investigator would be me and Melanie, I don't know with how you would feel about being the cold case specialist, or maybe we want to look for someone to be the cold case specialist, basically um, the one that kind of keeps me in line and keeps track of the to do's and doing all that stuff because it is emotionally charged and stuff like that. So I, I don't know if, you know, cause I, I, I kind of need some help keeping track of myself and then to try to keep track of all the cases. Is that something that you feel comfortable doing or um, we want to get some help with that? Because I know you're still grieving and trying to deal with all this. So, yeah. Okay. So I, 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 we need help. Cause I've been, okay. uh, it's worse for me now. It seemed like than when it first happened and um, I, I I'm bad. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that, but hopefully we can get some answers that might make that better. Yes. Okay. I'm praying. <laughs> okay. Well, we, we are too, right? We'll, you know, whatever we can do. Right. And, and, um, just all I can say is just reach out and, you know, let, let us know, let us know. Right. It's going to be good days, bad days. And, whatever. So, um, okay. So, so keeping that in mind, look for somebody that might want to be the, uh, cold case specialist to, to help, um, keep all that coordinated and, and keep us on track. Um, so if anybody's interested in doing that, um, so I wanted to talk about the pictures because the first thing, uh, was that, where did you get those pictures from the sheriff's department? Okay, because they don't look like normal crime scene pictures. Yeah. 
Probably don't. Nothing looks like anything. So you're probably right. Well, and again, I'm just going to bring up, you know, when I made my questions last time, I'm just going to bring up what, what strikes me and um, try to get some answers and where we need to go next. They don't, they don't look like crime scene pictures because there's no measurements. There's no date. There's no time. There's, they're just, it's really dark. Like, so, so those are the only, I think there are 16 pictures. Those are the only pictures you got. Yes. I, um, I did write the uh, department of public safety because they were called in to help with the, um, uh, the case, the search and everything. So I wrote uh, their office and asked them to send, you know, um, their report because they did help. And I think it was a trooper that found the body. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I haven't heard from them yet. So hopefully, you know, okay. this calling doesn't do any good anymore. Hmm? Yeah. Did you send in the form with the $9? Oh, no, it didn't say send in a form. I guess they'll write me back and tell me to send them some money. Yeah, I so just, you, um, you you have to fill out a records request form, and it's usually $9, and it, it's a process. It's a process. Okay, I can, I can redo that. What, okay, can. well, let's see, let's see what they say. Okay. Okay, so we've got the DPS records, which is, which is good. And if they would have done a supplement, that supplement should have, even if it's from a different department, should have been included in the, in the main report um, from Coconino. So okay. again, you know, we're just, we're not calling anybody out, but we're just, it's kind of untidy. Mm -hmm. Um, right. okay. So, so in those pictures, and I understand you being a family member and getting those, um, I wasn't seeing, and I tried to talk about this delicately because I know you, you didn't look at the pictures, correct? No, my husband did. I, I didn't. So, so it's very confusing in the pictures because um, I'm not seeing, we talk, because basically to catch Maricela up and, and, and anybody else that's new that's listening just to this episode, um, this case was ruled a suicide and uh, Melanie takes issue with that and because of behavior and whatever, and it just doesn't make sense. And the way that they're determining that it was a suicide basically is kind of, they talked to one or two people and there was hesitation marks on the neck. Correct. Do I have that correct about? Yes. And then one stab of, to the heart. Yes. Of how they write. But, but yeah. So um, they talked to maybe two people and uh and then the way the scene looked and, and because the hesitation marks is basically what they said, if, if I'm um, regurgitating that correctly. Okay. So, which is one thing we discussed that typically the hesitation marks are a hallmark sign of, of suicide, right? That's something you look for. And um, in the pictures, I'm not seeing any of that. So so my thought process here from the law, uh, law enforcement perspective is you've got to build to that. So these are the pictures that they took that are documenting how they got from point A to point B. I'm not seeing anything in that documentation. So 
so we're either missing some photos like you know obviously well i can't say obviously i'm assuming that the me saw some hesitation marks that are documented on the report but i'm not seeing anything in the picture and then in the picture the the knife seems to be um moved and, and the pictures aren't in any, that's why I'm saying there's no date, there's no number. I mean, well, there's a number, you know, on the file name, but um, the stamping that's on there, like, I can't really tell what order it was in or what time it was taken or um, even the position in the, in the, uh, in the dirt. I see it's so dark in the back. There's like vague crime scene tape. Like I can't even tell in relation to the parking lot. I mean, that's, you've got to document Northwest and South and you put a ruler up for measurement. And I mean, it's, it's just like right here. So, um, and then it looks like in one picture, the tip of the knife is broken off. So I was like, I saw that one first and I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. But in one picture, the knife is closer. And then in another picture, the knife is further away. And so I thought, well, maybe, maybe they chucked it and it broke. I'm just like destroying evidence. Like it's just, you know, you guys will see the, it's just like, I can't. And this is the problem when, you know, when you document stuff as a police officer or whatever, it's so that somebody can go back and recreate exactly what happened and I have no clue based on those pictures like those things are uh useless to me so 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 with that in mind um one of the things that we that we talked about going on and and um we had talked about getting an independent medical examiner to look at this right because if the head mm -hmm. marks are going to be one of the main things. Um, I would have liked to send these photos to the Emmy's office, but they're kind of like, they would look at them like I look at them and they're not gonna be able to make heads or tails of it. So I'm hoping that there are other photos that we just don't have. I, I mean, it's crazy. So um, what are your feelings on reaching out to, I mean, to a, a, an I, what they call IME, because, because here's the situation, any type of hurdle or whatever, if we're looking at um, asking tough questions of the sheriff's office, so to speak, um, we're going to have to have somebody's conclusion other than just our idea that it, it was um, a bad investigation. Like maybe we might say, they handled it wrong. Like they, they called you instead of someone sending someone to your house and the pictures don't have the timestamp on it, things like that. Mm -hmm. You've done a better job, but does it change the outcome? Like, does that make it a homicide? Right. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily. We would need some, some expert proof or something. So I think either way, if you're going to that, um, I would think you would kind of want to have that. Okay. So, so typically what we do is, is, and then we've got to pay for that somehow, unless 
unless somehow they would get somebody from the office to look at it again. But then if you do that, I don't know how you separate that and make that independent. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, there's, um, there's a website and again, let me show, uh, share my screen because I was, this is something for the, um, um, this is something for the cold case specialist that, um, can you see the screen? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so this is a directory for instance, and basically what, um, I put in independent medical examiner. And so, me, whoever would go through here and we, we find somebody and um, like this says nurse, nurse surgery, neurology, we wouldn't probably want that one, pain management, orthopedic surgery, hand surgery, addictions. So we would, we would want to go through here, like here's pulmonary medicine. Um, it says sleep, but pulmonary is like the lungs and the heart, like that might be good. Um, We just go through these and they look like they're more um, specialists, but this is basically what you have to do. You have to go through the list and you have to find somebody that is um, credible. I'm going to unshare this. Uh, you're going to find somebody that's, that is credible and that specializes right in it. Because if it has to go to court or whatever has to happen, it has to hold up for the court challenge. And so at so this point, I'm sorry, Christine. So find someone that specializes in doing. Um, well, we need an uh, independent medical uh -huh. examiner and we need someone that specializes. So, so some of those were saying like psychiatry and this and that, um, someone that specializes in maybe cardiac or the pulmonology or something like that, or there might be, there might be one. I mean, I didn't go through the whole list. There might be something related to homicide or like, I, you know, uh, okay. trauma, trauma, death, traumatic death. Um, like, you know, in another case, we might be looking at a drug overdose. So that would be someone with toxicology and drug pharmacology. Right. But in this case, we're looking for, um, you know, trauma, the, the knife trauma. And so what we have to do is we have to find somebody. It's kind of like an interview process. You have to find somebody that um, has that particular specialty. Um, and then with good credentials that is, is going to either do it for free to help you out or that you can afford. Right. So it's a balance there. So I personally for me, like if this was my case, I would, I would try to do that first as best we can, if we need to raise some money or do some fundraisers or do whatever, because that's the hurdle that we have to overcome. Right. Cause like I'm saying, even if we call, I mean, do you guys agree with me? If, if, even if we say to the sheriff's office, well, you should have done this and should have done that. They're going to say, well, the ME said this. Right. And so once it's ruled a suicide, it, it, you know, like if the, if the Emmy came back and said undetermined or homicide, you know, like in Scott's case, well, the honest, which now they're investigating, but the honest is on the police department to get it. They got to get it to a determination because undetermined is undetermined. Homicide is homicide. Right. So as far as the police are concerned, 
it's a suicide. So they're, they're good with it. They're closed. So we can't even, you know, attempts to try to talk to them and stuff like that, I think is going to be a problem. So, so maybe we need to talk about some fundraising or, you know, someone's got to call these people and interview and find the person. And that's what I did in Scott's case. I called a bunch of people and the gentleman was really nice. He, he volunteered to do it because it was um, the stuff that was on the, on the uh, Emmy's report was, it was an area that he was researching. So he wanted to do it for his research. Okay. Oh, okay. you know, uh, we could do a podcast episode, right? I do podcast episodes about the experts, whatever we can do to, to bargain or whatever. I mean, I don't know what your financial situation is like. I don't, you don't need to say anything or whatever, but that's, we're, that's what we're here to do. We want to solve, figure out how we need to solve it and what we need to do, but we need the person, like we need to know what we're up against. Okay. Right. Exactly. Okay. okay. So do you, do you guys, Lenora, Mar- Maricel, do you, do you think that that's, do you agree with me that that's a, a good next step or what do you guys think? Yeah, the police definitely aren't going to do anything, you know, right now. They think it's a suicide. There's no further investigation. And then for them to even think about reopening it, they would have to have some sort of other reason to. And this could be the reason if the medical examiner finds it wasn't a suicide. The, okay. the, re, the re-review. Yeah. Okay. Maricela, do you have anything on that? Um, well, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I know there is some that specialize in doing um, uh, podcasts similar, like questionable deaths. I wonder if I'm um, reaching out to them to see if they would cover the case, would put a little bit of pressure, maybe, maybe get some more attention. I don't know um, if Melanie has reached out to any other podcasters or no tubers. No. Mm-mm. No, just um, Christine. Okay, that's it. that's something to think about. Yeah, I, I just trying to think like um, what's going to change. What's going to change their mind, right? The 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 pressure because if we put the pressure, I think that's a good idea. If we can if we can knock some holes in their theory, then I think that's a- absolutely a good idea because that's what we've done in the past with the billboards and. Um, pressure is exactly right right getting people to getting people to move right so Mm -hmm. that's a great idea and if you have those other resources or even if um on those podcasts they're talking about experts like if you hear something that somebody talks about an expert that we might be able to use then by all means let us know because you know because we never know when it might come up in the future so that would be awesome if you if you have some of those resources that would be great Hmm. Um, so anything else that I know, Melanie, you were making some calls and we had talked about, um, some pictures of the scene and, um, um, you had reached out to, or or when we talked, you had reached out to the detective, but I think he was on, um, holiday or something. Did, did they ever acknowledge any of your concerns? Uh, yes. Um, basic, well, Basically, when I asked about uh, why didn't they fingerprint the knife and he said he didn't have to. uh, Well, we didn't need to because we could tell by the position of the body that it was self-inflicted. And I said, well, I know they always do it no matter what. And so um, they asked 
uh, at one point he asked me if I wanted the knife. And I looked at my husband and I said, um, they didn't fingerprint the knife. He asked me if we want, if we want it. And my husband said, no. But then when I called back about two weeks ago to request it, of course, nobody called me back. And um, I left a couple of messages with the evidence investigator and she never called me back. Well, okay. So, so here's one thing it's unfortunate. And I was talking to the other gal about um, evidence. We were talking about DNA, right? We were talking about one of my criminal cases and um, they don't test everything all the time, which is shocking, shocking, right? Because we were talking mm-hmm. about, um, the number of cases where an offender profile could be developed for CODIS or whatever they don't, um, and they have offender profiles and they haven't done anything with it. So, um, it's about the budget, frankly, it's about the budget and, just what you said, and I'm not right or wrong. Well, we already know what happened. So, you know, why are we going to, why would we do that? Cause we know what happened. So we're not going to, you know, I'm crossing every T and dot and every I. Um, so that's another thing. So, so with the knife, um, if there's a chain of custody maintained, we can get an independent, um, DNA analysis of the knife, but one of the questions is is that's popping up in my mind is if it's not Ryan's knife, which I think we don't know, then they're not going to give it to us because it's not his property. But if well, it's not his yeah. knife, that's a whole another question. And if we say that it is his knife and they give it to us and we do independent testing, they may say that. Yep. So it might be where we'll hold the, who owns it over here. It might be, that I, I talk myself through these, these answers. It might be that we have to, get the independent person that agrees to do it. And then they contact the police and say, Hey, you know, and sometimes you say, I got this parent and they just want this. Can we just do the thing? And then they come in and they follow like the normal procedures and then they they would do it. And we would maintain the custody within the police department. Right. So we don't lose anything because what if it turned out to be a homicide, right? We don't want to ruin anything. Right. Want to be cognizant to stay, stay within that parameter. So that's another possibility. But let me, I'm going back to, is it his knife? And I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I really Did don't. His brother know or his girlfriend? Um, I had asked his, um, girlfriend and she didn't know anything, but, um, I'll reach out to um, his son and see if, you know, maybe he told um, his son so I can reach out to him. Cause it's like see. a, it's like a black, um, what I would call like a K bar hunting kind of knife. That kind of knife? Like a, okay. Like a Rambo kind of knife. Oof. 
I'm sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> I try to think about like what to say, what not to say, but <laughs> it's know, hard. Can, I know. And they can talk to me. No, it's hard for you. It's not hard for me. I mean, unfortunately, this is, you know. Yeah. But I can, I'll reach out and find out. Um, I was and hoping because they offered me the knife at first and I thought wouldn't be a problem, you know, for me to get it now since I want it. No, and I agree with that, but we, we need to be careful because we don't want to lose the chain of custody. Right? Oh, okay. And theoretically, I mean, this, this is, this is my cop thing, right? Like you're always thinking the worst case scenario. So theoretically you used to be, you could be some crazy mom that does something to it or rubs something on it or does something just to, you know what I'm saying? Like we have exactly. of the potential pitfalls. Um, I gotcha. Okay. Um, okay. I'll find out. And then your son, um, we had had questions about where he was coming from and all that. Were we able to answer those questions? My uh, son contacted uh, Ryan's job and asked for his log, his uh, driving log. And uh -huh. he asked for um, recording, voice recording, and haven't heard back from them. And I... I even contacted uh, John today. We even talked and I said, you haven't received anything back. He said, he said, no mom, not yet. So. Um, ask your son. Cause I'm thinking about, you know, um, DOT, they inspect them, you know, they pull over and inspect them. I'm wondering if those logs get turned into DOT um, because then we could do a FOIA. Okay. You know What's what that? I'm saying? Right. Um, I think I'm a, you want to I know they have now? a right. Huh? I can text him now. Ask my son. Like, I don't know if he would know that. That would be something we could research because they have the right to pull him over and inspect the log. At all, you know, in their oh, time. Oh, yeah, they sheet. do. Right. But does anything happen to it? Like, so is it only. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Is, um, is the trucking company required to submit those or something we could get under the FOIA? Gotcha. Um, I understand what you're saying. And then we had the person that um, I want to be cognizant of time too. We had the person that your son went and talked to the clerk that said that there was a murder or whatever or whatever. Yes. So do we know who that clerk is? Mm, no, no. He was a manager. My son said he was the like the day manager. And when he asked him, you know, um, about it. Um, he didn't get his name. I don't think he's, he didn't get his name, but he said he was a, the day manager. And okay. um, he told him that, yeah, they caught the guy. So I don't know. Well, I can't imagine that too many um, homicides happen at the remote truck stop. But. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Um, Oh, and we were, we talked about doing the background on the other driver. Oh, yes. Did you want me to do that? Yes, please. Okay, so I'll talk to you in email about that. Okay. And um, are you okay with, uh, and we talked about this before, you're, are you okay with me putting the, the pictures up in the in the Dropbox? Yes, in, in the what, at the terminal? In the, no, in the Dropbox, so the other investors, so that everybody. Oh, yes. No, no, that's fine. Don't go in. Read it. Read the folder before you click on anything. Okay. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. Because you, you have access to that folder too, you should. Okay. I'll try to star it and bury it a couple folders. Well, I don't want you to stumble on that. But no, it'll be fine. I think the others, when they look at it, they'll be like, so. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Post whatever just, you need to post. Yeah. Um, okay. So do we have any other questions from anybody else? Uh, Maricela or Lenora about where we are or. Does this time work? Oh, but I'm sorry, Christine, right quick. The rigor mortis thing. That's what I'm um, trying to figure out. And I've been trying to find out about. Um, did you look at articles online? They have no article. Oh, no, no, no. On the rigor mortis. Yeah. I think no, I, I, thought maybe. I, I think I sent you a couple links. Did I? No, I no. You know it. what? It's in the, it's in the spreadsheet in the, in the Dropbox. Yeah. So uh, if I remember correctly, rigor in 12 to uh, 12 to 36, and then it starts dissipating. And so Maricel, I don't know how much you got in these cases and stuff. So they were talking about um, full rigor, which is um, he was supposed to be found an hour later. Yeah. <laughs> Her eyes go. Yeah. It's like, mm, yeah. So um if if Maricel, so you can catch up if you go to the uh, the other podcast, the Soundwise, I think it was whatever I, I sent. Um, the chronology of of the current cases that we're working are up there, and you can listen to. Um, and the reports are in the Dropbox. I'll send you the. Send me an email, and I'll send you the the link on that. But yeah, so it just doesn't make it doesn't make sense. I mean it seemed like they were searching. So, so this supposedly happened, I think between two and three. Um, and then it was weird um, because in the report, and I'm trying to do this off the top of my head, they were there like five. It's just, it's just a very odd, um, right? Like a, Lenora, it was delayed. Like um, yeah. it just doesn't make, it's just, it's just odd. So, yeah, does this time work for everybody? Um, particular days or this is good and it works for works everybody? For okay. Um, so, yeah, so I guess we just have to decide. We'll see, um, Melanie, if we can get you um, some help to get a cold case specialist on this. Um, I don't know. You know, we've got to figure out about the ME, the IME, and potentially getting somebody to look at the knife um, you know, for the DNA and the, um, blood, it would be the sheath and the knife, um, maybe the clothing for touch DNA. Um, uh, I know that when I was talking to the other gal today, uh, about, um, generally generating a genetic, um, sequencing, it's about 1500 to 3000, but she did say, that the lab, this particular lab will help fundraise. So um, we could do that. We would just have to, you know, manage the chain of custody issue. Um, I had reached out to DPS um, previously in connection with this gen genetic genealogy and to the um, hierarchy uh, about, you know, develop getting these, um, offender profiles and, and doing the DNA and they were like clueless. They didn't know what I was talking about. So I don't know what capabilities the crime lab has or doesn't have. Um, okay. 
and again, whether they're going to do it right. Cause they're not going to spend the money um, when they've already, well, um, that not them, but Coconino has made a determination on what the case ruling is. So, so we'll have to look at that, but okay. Um, so yeah, if you guys are okay with it, we can meet again in a couple of weeks. Um, and any ideas or anything that you have, um, you know, review the stuff and, um, Maricela, if you come up with any experts or anything from those other podcasts, that would be great. And um, if that's it, then, um, I, you know, everybody who's listening, uh, you know, get on the podcast, listen to the podcast episodes, uh, join us on the website as a virtual investigator. And I thank you guys for helping us um, help solve the case. And we'll, we'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs>